0: All right, you all. <coughs> I wanted to move on uh, to the to the to the Bible connection today, uh, but I'm not I'm not gonna be able to do it <laughs> uh, because there was a couple things uh, in the fellowship connection that I wanted us to take a look at. Amen. Just a couple things in here I wanted us to take a look at before we moved on to the Bible connection. So. We'll still be in chapter 6 until uh, next week. Next week we'll jump into chapter 7. All right. so on chapter 6, I know last week we kind of talked about fellowship and we kind of studied it out, Uh, but today I really want us to talk a little bit more about fellowship uh, because as I was praying this week, the Spirit just really kind of uh, got on me about the church and about the structure of the church. And as you all know, that's one of the things that he's been uh, saying to me and shaping in my mind and leading me toward, is having a church structure that is effective. Amen. Amen. And and when we say effective, effective doesn't mean that we just are able to come and get our praise on, or we're able to come and get our word on, uh, because that denotes that you are in control of someone who wants to be in control of you. Amen? Amen. So when you can get your praise on or get your dance on or get your word on, you can also take it off All right, when you get ready. Amen. <laughs> and so the spirit said to me, uh, uh, the, the worship and the fellowship uh, and the discipleship must be more than something you can control. Because if it's something that you can control, you can also, watch this, mess it up. Amen. 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 As soon as man gets involved in what God does, we have a tendency to mess it up. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. You can even look at the food. Instead of allowing the food to grow on the tree and grow in the pen, we want to genetically modify it. Y'all ain't going to talk. We want it bigger and stronger and quicker and cheaper. Why? Because our greed says if we can get it that way, we can make more money from it. So we've done the same thing with the church. Amen. Amen. We've created these structures so that we can get people together, not for the express purpose of building their lives the way Christ created, but for the express purpose of packing them in so that we can pull resources out of them and collectively put them somewhere where only a few can dictate what goes on with it. You know that ain't of God. Let's just tell the truth. Who that sound like in the first place? Greed. That sounds just like the devil the devil wants to be able to trick you and trick you out of what God has already given you. That ain't God. God says, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So as I was praying, I said, Lord, well, what do we do? He said, son, here's a caution that I want you to be cautioned about. And I'm really just going to take my time and let the spirit move today. He said, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. He said, huh? He said, everything that's going on ain't bad. Find out what is bad and get rid of that. He said, but that requires you to be surgical instead of blunt. Mm. Y'all following me today? (laughs) See, if, if there was something going on inside my body, which a few years ago it was, uh, the, the, the doctor came in and diagnosed the problem. Now, I felt bad all over. My stomach hurt. My back hurt. My side hurt. My head hurt. Even my knees was hurting. And I just went in and said, doctor, I'm hurting. You got to fix it. Now, he could have just came in and just gave me morphine every day. And I wouldn't have been hurt no more. But would they have fixed the problem? No. he had to do an ultrasound and diagnosis. said, son, you have stones inside where your liver is in your gallbladder right he says and they are they're calcated in their hard, and they're blocking the bile duct and so what happens is you have reactions and then you have spasms in your organs because that duct is blocked Amen. I said well that don't sound good what you gonna do yeah. he said we're gonna go in with an what they call it an otoscope or what whatever it is, and we're going to go in, we're going to make these holes in you, we're going to make a little incision in, we're going to go in, we're going to grab it, and then we're going to suck it out. I was like, woo. He said, we're going to go right, I said, well, you're not going to mess with my liver, are you? No, we're not going to mess with your liver. You're not going to hit none of my pancreas or none of my kidneys, are you? No, we're going to be precise, and we're going to have on these glasses and lenses so we can see exactly what it is. And we're going to precisely get it, attack it, and take it out. I said, wow. You know? And they did it. Now, there was a recovery process. But, but it's the same way when we have issues and problems in the church. We can't just come in and say, everybody bad. All y'all going to hell. Let's just shut this thing down. We have to be surgical. We have to understand and know where the problem is and what the problem is. So when you look at that wheel, what is that? You all got it in your books? Look, look at that wheel. On page 41, when you look at that wheel, you see Christ is at the center. You see prayer is one of the spokes. You see the Bible is one of the spokes. You see fellowship and you see witnessing is one of the spokes. You all see that? Do I need to draw it? You all see it? All right. And so, and so here, when you see Christ in the center, we, we are that whole thing that's on the outside. We are the obedient Christian in action, which means we moving. Right? We moving. We moving. We never sitting still. We are moving. Matthew 28 says, as you are going, as you are going, make disciples. So that means we're moving. But if we miss any one of those spokes, how many of you know that the wheel will collapse and we'll be flat and we won't have no more movement? Right. So when I spoke to the Lord, I said, "Okay, so, so what are you saying?" He's saying the problem is not with the wheel. The wheel is good. He said the problem is if you don't have the right size wheels on the car, the car will be off. I said, "Okay, okay, I think I understand." He says also, just like when you when you get a car, you have a car. If the car is out of alignment. Y'all ain't going to talk. The car won't drive smooth, right? You ever rode in a car that the alignment was off? How did it ride? Not good. Now, if you're going slow, you can't really tell, Brother Zach, but get up some speed. Man, that car be shaking and moving and all all kind of stuff. When we first got our car, they didn't have the the balance weights on the wheels. And they told me we put brand new tires on there, Pastor Ross. It's going to run good. I said, fantastic, and as long as I stayed up under 35, 40 miles an hour, it ran smooth. I'm just, man, they got these new tires, it's riding good. I got on the highway, hit 55, 60, I had to pull up, I said, whoa! I called the guy back, I said, something is wrong. He said, bring it in, we'll take a look at it. They brought it in, he said, we so sorry, Reverend. We, We didn't put one of the weights on the wheels. I said, what? And so he put the weight on the wheel he said now go drive it and see how you like it i drove it about 75 it was as running smooth as it was with 35 and i said that little weight that you put on the wheel can change the whole difference in how the car ride says oh yeah and the spirit said to me it's the same way with the christian life he said here's the problem and i want you to look at this wheel. he said here's the problem if there's too much emphasis on fellowship Uh Uh-oh, and not enough emphasis on witnessing, guess what? The car now going to be out of balance. And as soon as you hit some speed, you're going to start wobbling. He says, oh, watch this. If there's too much emphasis on prayer and not enough emphasis on the teaching of the word, guess what? It's going to be off. You won't tell it as long as times is good, but it's when you get in a crisis or when you get up to speed, you'll see something is off. And I said, well, Lord, is that what's going on with me? He said, that's exactly what's going on with you. Because when you look at our churches, what are we emphasizing? We're emphasizing fellowship and we're emphasizing praise. Amen. 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 Oh, no, we, we ain't emphasizing worship. Worship is actually boring. We call it worship, but that ain't worship. What we're emphasizing is praise. Because here's the difference. Praise is loud. Worship ain't loud. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In worship, you ain't trying to be seen, but in praise, you are trying to be seen. Mm-hmm. So we emphasize praise, mm-hmm. but we don't emphasize worship. We emphasize fellowship, but we don't emphasize witnessing. I mm-hmm. ain't going to talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll have a chicken dinner in a heartbeat. But how many of us going to go out and, and knock on doors and tell others about Christ? We're not going to do that. But we'll help you with some chicken dinners. We'll sell some fish and some spaghetti, right? We'll even take the fish and spaghetti out into the neighborhood and sell it door to door. But we're not going to tell you about Jesus. We might tell you to come to our church because this is where the food is. But we're not going to tell you about Jesus, Right? Oh, we'll come to church and we'll saying the roof off the place. But when it comes time to worship, because worship is 365 days a year. Amen. Worship is your lifestyle. Worship is how do you act at work. Yeah, that's, right. that's worship. Amen. Worship is intimate. Worship, worship is not outside where everybody can see me because worship is intimate. Amen. Sound like you might need to say just a little bit more about that, Pastor. Okay, okay, okay. When I praise somebody, I do it publicly because I want you to hear it. But when I worship them, I don't want you to see that because that's adoration. Does that make sense? Well, let me bring it even more home. When I praise my wife, I do it publicly. I say, baby, that meal was fire. My wife is a good cook. Man, she can cook, make you almost want to slap your mama, she can cook. But when I worship her, I close the door, I get the baby oil, and I pour it on her feet, and I rub her feet until they don't hurt no more. I don't want y'all to see that. That's worship, right? When we praise God, we say, he is king of kings and lord of lords, and he is worthy to be praised. He woke me up this morning. That's praise. But worship is, Lord. I didn't know which way to turn the other day. And I thought I wasn't going to make it. But you was there for me. And because you've been there for me all my life, I just want to be there for you. Everywhere I go, everything I do, I want people to see you. Oh, that's different. That's worship. You don't want everybody to see that because when everybody see that, your face don't look pretty. Oh, no, it hits you on the inside. It hits you in the gut. And as a man, you don't really want everybody to see that. I used to be sometimes ashamed. I would just worship in my car because I didn't want people to know I was in love with a man named Jesus. Because it ain't manly to do that. I ain't want people to know. I'll be driving down the street and I'll be just thinking how good he's been to me. And I'll be like, man, if I could only just be as half as good as you've been to me. And I'm driving and tears is flowing, And I'm like, I hope ain't nobody looking at me. That's worship. How many of you know when you do that? Oh, he strengthens you. He meets you somewhere that other folk can't know about. Yeah, that's why the old mothers back in the day, see, when they worship, they didn't even do that in the church. They'd be walking around the house, and, oh, Lord, yeah. oh, save my children like you saved me. You did it for Daniel. You did it for Meshach, Shadrach, yeah. and Abednego. And I know you can do it for Leroy and Sammy Lee and Pookie them. I know you can do it, Jesus. Why? Because you did it for me. That's worship. Yeah. But we've emphasized praise. Yeah. We made it look good. We got lights, cameras, action. We got robes. We practice our steps. We got it all down, Pat. And it's great, and it's okay. But don't you think at some point God is saying, I had a little bit, enough of that? Because you come and you do all that stuff in front of all these other people, but then you go home and you cuss your husband out. You go home and you don't even tell your wife you love her. You go home, you don't even buy no stuff for your kids. See, I get confused when I watch you here on Sunday morning doing all the things that you do, but then when I watch you Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, especially Saturday night, you you confuse me. Do you love me for real? Or you just say you love me. You play like you love me on TV. So we're saying, son, listen, listen. All of these things in this wheel are important, but they must be balanced. Balance.